Obviously, that road trip got uh, you a little too comfortable with our introductions of one another there, Harley. Justin. Yeah. You and I are super close, and I love you to pieces. Uh-huh. We are very incompatible for road tripping. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's... Uh, so. By the way, folks, welcome back to No Ride Around. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there was a come down period yesterday where you're like post-trip. You start to think about the trip, and uh, you're not going to hurt my feelings because I had, I had the same exact impression that, man, I like riding bikes with Harley, I like talking with Harley, like getting coffee with Harley, like hanging out at the shop with Harley, like doing gym workouts with Harley. But you're right. Like for three days of a vacation, you called it a vacation. Yeah. I called it an adventure. Yeah. And that's exactly the difference. We have extremely opposing goal sets <laughs> when we leave our work and family and home lives behind to go play bikes. Yeah. So you had said that to me earlier and uh, I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't, I don't understand. And you clearly outlined exactly what you meant. <laughs> you said, well, you know, Justin, you kind of go hard on your training, you go hard on racing, you go hard with business. You just kind of like, you cram it all in and then you go on vacation and you recreate just as hard. <laughs> well, and it's, it's more, more than anything is, you're 100%, 100% of the time. And when you're in Denver at work and having a relationship with your wife and taking care of the needs of your customers and clientele, like that 100% is split five, six, seven different directions. Right. When you load up your truck with riding gear and a bike, you have 100% focus to one thing. Ride the hell out of that thing. And it's not even that. It's because, <clears throat> like, my goal, obviously, was to go and ride bikes and have a great time. Um, but there was... And, and to my side of that whole thing is that when I leave my responsibilities, uh, even for a short period of time, unless it's to go race, I, I shift down two, three gears. <laughs> like, right. I, I sit up in the pack, as it were. Um, not that... I didn't value going out and riding hard for three days, <clears throat> but the, all the other things surrounding it um, are, you know, very much meant to be like a step away from reality for me. Right. Um, and so, and it's okay, you know, um, because on the flip side, going and doing a race event, cause you and I had only ever really traveled for, race for, for any extended period of time for yeah. a race. And the focus that you bring to that is 100% appropriate and needed and expected. And so in that scenario, it's fine. In the, it's March and my season's about to get real crazy and I kind of want to take a, a weekend to just to like go find some dirt. Um, it didn't mesh super well. No. <laughs> so to, for those of you Well, that, what are we talking about? Yeah, Where did we go? Maybe read the title to the podcast episode. Uh, we went to Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, to explore what the hell has been said about these Oz trails that have been in every bike rag mag blog on social media. I mean, I was getting fed ads through Instagram. I mean, blown up with this idea of these Oz trails and people, what I had heard prior to going down there was that 
it's not like Moab because Moab is the most unique place to ride bikes, I think, in the world. It's um, an alien landscape. Totally. But uh, as memorable as Moab is for a bike vacation, I was told that the Oz Trails in Bentonville in general was as memorable. Not the same, of course, but just as memorable. So I wanted to, I wanted to figure out what that was about. Well, and, you know, for me, being roughly from that region, um, we did finally determine that Arkansas is, in fact, the south. Arkansas is the south. Missouri, Missouri Midwest. Midwest. Um, gotcha case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, being from the southern region and having access to mountain biking in uh, Texas and um, we had been to uh, southern Arkansas I think hot springs is southernish um, obviously lots of Mississippi and Alabama you know just to hear that something as big as what's happening in Bentonville um, existed yeah you got to go check it out you gotta like, see it you got to see it because um, for anybody that doesn't know, and I'm probably going to botch a little bit of the history, but we don't need to get super far into it. But essentially, um, Bentonville, Arkansas is Walmart's corporate headquarters. Now, say what you will or you won't about Walmart. Um, the Waltons, two of them, I, I, the names yeah, were said, the sons, two yeah. of the sons, are huge mountain bikers. And... Um, a lot of people don't know this, but they helped build the Ruby Hill Bike Park here in Denver um, when the the funding to do it came up a little bit short. I don't know exactly how long ago it was, but we started to hear, oh, there's these trails in Bentonville. And I think I may have blown it off just a little bit, but then I heard about the sheer amount of trail they were building and the just mountains of cash being invested. Um, I think the number we heard was 150 million. Yeah, so I'm pulling them up right now. So it's Tom and Stuart are the two sons that have gotten involved in this. It was their, uh, I'll pull this up here. It was their grandfather, Sam, who founded Walmart. So they're the grandsons now and they're huge into biking. And from what we learned is that their, their mom's, philanthropic kind of avenue was art and is art. So art programs, art installations. Matter of fact, the museum, uh, the museum there in Bentonville, the art museum has pulled pieces of art from the Louvre and other major, major art museums around the world where the art community is a little like twisted about it. There's some controversy about it because like we got this hillbilly hick little town in <laughs> Arkansas that has pieces of art that were once at the Louvre, right? Yeah, so what are these rednecks going to do with that? Yeah, exactly. So we actually never went to the museum, um, and I was asked about it today. And I said, we, we didn't see it. And they're like, no, it's like right there. You couldn't have missed it. And I go, when you have three guys on a bike trip looking at bikes and burgers mm, and happening. cold brews, yeah. there's not a museum in the cards. But their mom was huge into art, so she did that. These guys are huge into mountain biking, and they've done an equal amount of that. So 150 million bucks. And it's freaking impressive. And growing. I mean, the, and it's not an isolated area, I think is like when you hear about trail development, you're like, oh, well, they, somebody gave them this little chunk of this corner, mm -hmm. but it's everywhere. I mean, I felt like every time we were riding around, you know, we'd get close to some sort of major thoroughfare and there'd be, even if it was just a little scooter park for kids, yeah, there was just stuff throughout the whole town. And not that it's a huge town. I think the population is like 35,000, but, um, 
just it's everywhere. It's not just this one little isolated place. It's not one trail. It's more trails than you can count, more trails than you can ride in three days. That's for damn sure. Right. Um, and the uh, just the whole town's all about it. Yeah. So, one, well, you bring up that point. You know, hopefully people listening to this are going to say, hey, I don't know anything about Bentonville, or I've just heard, you know, exactly what we had heard prior to going. I got the newest issue of Bicycling Magazine yesterday and flipped through it, and there were three sequential pages that had chunk advertising on it that was about Arkansas. And as a matter of fact, one of the photos was the picture of a, a shot we did, a feature we did on the Back 40 Trail. So anyhow, I was like, man, I'm kind of surrounded by these things, but don't know a whole lot. If you were to take these trails, though, and remove them from the network, right, and say, here's a Bentonville Trail and here's a Colorado Trail, for instance, I mean, our trails are awesome, dude. We're in the epicenter of mountain biking, yeah. right? Western mountain biking is probably you, the best. Dude, trail for trail, like mile of trail to mile of trail. I'll take the dirty copper triangle over anything we rode in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. But the way the town did it made that whole place, the whole experience, so wildly unique. And like you said, there's trails all over, but not just trails all over in the trail riding area. They're connected through the neighborhoods. You know, with the Airbnb we stayed at, you could we went out the back and you jump on a trail in their backyard, yeah. which is forest. And it rides to another neighborhood community through forest and then connects to Yeah, I mean, the, the second, like, second day crazy. of the trip, we did a huge, not huge ride, but a huge like loop around the area. Right. And we didn't touch a car. Didn't touch a car. rode a bunch of single track. On dirt. And we ended up in town having... Having cold brew. Oat milk lattes. Oat milk lattes. First one of those for me. Dude, introduced you to the, uh, the way it's done. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I I was super excited to get over there. Um, without a doubt, it's on the rotation. Really? Like, I think, yeah, I mean... You remember how long it took to get there? I mean, it wasn't any worse than driving to Phoenix. No, that's very true. People, I told people we drove when we got back. I was like, yeah, we drove there. And they looked at me like we were crazy. They, they fly directly to Bentonville. Yeah. And then I had to explain to them what it's like to fly with a mountain bike. Yeah. And Although, three bikes... Like, it's not going to happen. Although, you know, next time, would you rather pay, yeah, okay, more, sure, plane ticket and flying with a bike, but if you've got five days allocated for a trip, you know, if yeah. you fly, it's three hours, not 12. So I'm a lunatic with flying. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. Can you, I'm Stop, a lunatic? period. <laughs> okay, so let's play it out. I'm going to fly to Bentonville, Arkansas, and I'm going to mountain bike. So I'm going to spend... 55 minutes disassembling and packing my bike into a box. So there's an hour. Okay. Then I've got the time like driving to the airport, checking in, checking the bike in, sitting there for an hour early because I got this big bike, then boarding the plane, then taxiing out, then the flight, and then landing, then going and getting your bike, then going through baggage, getting your baggage, getting it to wherever you're at, and then reassembling the bike, right? You've got two and a half hour flight, an hour on each side for check in, check out. You know what? Four and a half hours, you've got the hour disassembly. That's five and a half hours, maybe 50-minute assembly. You're at six and a half hours. To and from the airports, we're at seven and a half hours. Let's call it eight hours, okay, all in. Hell, for an extra three, I can just drive my truck and stop when I want to eat at Whole Foods in Kansas City. So that's how I break it down. I don't, yeah. you can't, you know, somebody goes, it takes me five minutes to get from here to there, but it didn't include leaving the house yeah. and getting in the car, so. You make a valid point, but I still contend that having it, a whole extra day on either side with some travel. And at three in the morning when we rolled back into town. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> like 
How ready were you to be home four hours before we were? Well, I don't know how, because your <laughs> eyes were closing on and off in the past. Oh, dude, seat. I was I was rough. Did you see me physically accosting myself? I did. Behind the wheel? I there did. was two times when I, I, yeah. I kind of opened it's, my eyes. You slapping yourself in the face yeah. woke me up. Yeah, I opened my eyes wide and I was like, I could have fallen asleep right then. Yeah. Like, that was that close. It was rough. Um, but it was because I was damn determined, <laughs> as you pointed out, we were freaking riding on mm-hmm. Sunday. That's I do hate about trips. I hate at the end of a trip, oftentimes the group think is, how quickly can we get back? And Let's just like, get home. Yeah, that's what everyone thinks, right? Yeah. All the time. Let's just yeah. get home, man. I got, yeah. you know, and then that way I'm not home so late and I can have a normal day tomorrow. You didn't come on this trip to be comfortable at home on Monday morning. Right. You came on this trip to fully embrace and do all of the stuff here. So do the day. That, sure. That's why I, I, I kind of do, I, I see what your point was because I'm a little hard aligned on maximizing the enjoyment factor yeah. and disregarding the costs of that. Yeah. Uh, we almost just walked six blocks for a coffee that you didn't even really want. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, so let's, before we get to the end of the trip, let's okay. start at the beginning of the trip. What, uh, I mean, so this trip wasn't really on the horizon for either of us. You had a, you and Case actually had an entirely different plan for this weekend um, that didn't execute. Yeah, we know. We were supposed to do the Grand Traverse this weekend. Yeah, ski this race. This last weekend, ski race, yeah. And... Uh, three weeks ago, the Grand Traverse sent out an email. You know, our avalanche conditions are unprecedented here in the state. Worst year for it in yeah. a long time. It's unbelievable. I mean, we've talked about it in previous episodes, road closures that have detoured, detoured all kinds of things. So they sent an email saying, hey, guys, we may not be able to do this race. It's super dangerous. As a matter of fact, two guys died training for this race on a, a pass called Death Pass. So pro. But uh, bummer for those dudes. And so uh, we didn't think the race was going to happen. And then even if it did happen, we thought they'd do the reverse, where they put you about halfway out, and then you just go back to Crested Butte, which we had no desire to do. Did that last year. Yeah, did that last year. It was miserable. Then Case fires off and decides to get a concussion skiing about a month ago. We're ripping trees at Winter Park, and he just tries to you know take a straighter line through a tree, and the tree won. So there were just a few variables. We're like, man, I don't know how, how smart or how much we even want to do it. And finally... It came down to it, and Case says, you know, I don't really need to do this race. And I'm like, bro, I was just doing it to do it with you. So, right. Well, and so Justin comes by base camp and says, hey, man, so three weeks from now, we're going to decide tonight. We're going to go ski tonight because you guys were skinning right, in Loveland. Right, we skinned his birthday. Hey, man, we're, we're deciding tonight if we do Grand Traverse. If we don't do Grand Traverse, I'm loading up my mountain bike and going somewhere. And I was all like, Bentonville. <laughs> um, Which four years ago, no one ever responded with Bentonville <laughs> to that scenario. No, no. Um, and uh, we kind of tiptoed around it for about two weeks. Yeah. Like you, you, you guys decided that night, I think was like the, the nail in the coffin for, for Grand Traverse. Yeah. But what I didn't tell you was that the decision was, dude, let's not do the Grand Traverse. I'm like, sweet Bentonville. Let's go to Alta instead and go skiing. Case is amped on skiing. Amped right on now. skiing. Like, so I go, even after a weekend of good mountain biking, he's like, I mean, we could have just skied. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, like my skis, you can consider those things hung up for the season. Uh, but he goes, let's go to Alta. And so I go, yeah. 
just to cement the not doing the Grand Traverse. Right. And right. I go, Lock cool. that in. And now I got two weeks to move him from Alta to Bentonville. Yeah. And I can do that. Yeah. And that's what happened. So we, we tiptoed around it. We called Roger. We're like, hey, man, you know, what are you, what's the plan? And that was a whole set of other chaotic circumstances uh, that we don't really need to dive into. Suffice to say, we did get to see Roger for about 11 hours. Yeah, 11 hours. <laughs> Strong 11 hours. Strong 11 hours. You know, I didn't um, get a Cuban coffee. He still owes me. Yeah. Um, so we roll out. And, of course, Justin Logic prevails. <clears throat> when do you want to leave for this trip? I don't know. I'll take a half day at work. We can roll in kind of late. Dude, if you're going to take a half day, just take the whole day and let's leave early. Well, well, you're not wrong. No, but then we had the case factor. <laughs> the case factor. So Case is flying in from BC. and uh, From skiing. From skiing. So Justin says to me, so before Case was like officially on the trip, Justin says to me, hey, man, um, I coach until whatever, 730. Yeah, I got to wrap up a couple of things. Dude, we can be on the road at 830. Like, hell yeah. So that was the plan for about four days. Text message, no, phone call, or maybe stop by. Anyway, um, hey, Case wants to come. He's flying in from BC that day. Doesn't get in. We wouldn't be able to get on the road till 1030. What? Fuck him. He's got a car. Yeah, he can drive. <laughs> he can drive. Change his flight. He can fly to I'm Bentonville. I'm like, why doesn't he just, like, we'll bring his gear, fly into Bentonville. It'll be fine. He can drive back. And Justin's like, yeah, like, yeah, let's work on that. Now, <laughs> insert here. Uh, I'm I'm a hard-nosed asshole, and so we were going to leave at 8.30. Now we can't leave till 10.30. I'm thinking to myself, damn, dude, like, Harley is a hardcore, like, gas chamber motherfucker for two hours. <laughs> like, this is intense, you know? Like, but I get it because, hell, if we want to get a ride in even Thursday night, like, yeah, man, two hours is two hours. And so, you know what? Forget case. He can figure, change your flight case. Because it's not going to be two hours. It's going to be two and a half or three. Right. Bro, change your flight, fly into Bentonville, drive yourself. I don't care. Yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, thinking like, man, I, I'm down for this. I can't believe Harley, he's kind of Captain Cool, really drawing a hard <laughs> line here. So I don't even remember. We, like, the co- topic came up like a week later. I'm like, dude, I think I was booking the, the Airbnb finally. I'm like, who's in? Who's out? When are we leaving? What nights? And uh, we're talking through it. And then all of a sudden, like, I heard the light bulb come on <laughs> above my head. And I'm all like, oh, 1030 in the morning. <laughs> so my dumbass is sitting here thinking for a week that case is flying in and we wouldn't be able to get on the road till 1030 p.m. on Thursday night, which it was, you know, then Harley logic prevails. Why would you even bother? Just leave Friday morning. Um, yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, no, total misfire. And then when you did finally, and I go, no, dude, in the morning, you're like, oh, that's totally cool. We can completely wait for him. And I was like, oh, man, I was kind of all the way in on the making him drive separate for two hours. But, uh, you know, he ended up, his flight got delayed. We ended of course. up, we, our morning drug out a little bit. and uh, But we got on the road before noon. So, but we did develop a new rule, which is no matter what. Yeah, this is the plan. This is the plan. This is like the train, like United Airlines doesn't hold a flight for your dumbass. Right. Like the plan is the plan. We're leaving. We're leaving. We'll be at the place when we said we'll be there. We're going to be there doing the thing for that long. And we're coming back when we say we're coming back. And that's right. it. Either yeah. we'll see you there or you can ride with us. But like, yeah. that's it. And that's not a slight on case. That's no, just ge- it's just like, a general thing. Because general, I mean, it changed six times. Well, and here's the thing. 
and this even came up, and we'll get into it, it came up even while riding. Like naturally rides affect different people different ways. There's variables for each individual person. And so people may, and you talked about it before, like people may have different goals, but I'm very much like if you make a plan, like that's the plan. And the lowest common variable can't dictate whether the plan, plan moves yeah. or not. You yeah, know, yeah. it's kind of like, hey, this is the way it is. Just this how it is. This is how we're yeah. going to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, how we're going to go. So anyway. So we, we made it out of town, roll into Bentonville, get some sleep, wake up, and we're ready to go try these trails out. Super jacked. You know, and uh, I saw your bike. Well, yours got on the hit track, so it got a little bit of rain. But I saw it when we set it up, and my bike was in the bed of the truck because we had, had a third bike. And mm-hmm. so... We had, we detailed our bikes before yeah. the trip. Like, yeah, yeah. they were sparkly. Yeah. We get to the trailhead. We're all geared. It was a spandex day, so we were in our no-ride-around kits. New kits. and Brand new kits. And ready to roll. <laughs> bikes get set up. Air in the tires. Last final bit in the pockets. The right food. How much food do you think you need? Bottles are loaded. And then... Rain. <laughs> yeah. Big rain. Big southern rain. Dude, I was like, oh, you got to be. And at this point, I'm torqued up. Like two cups of coffee, pre-ride ready, loaded fuel. Everything's optimal. Like you said. Like, oh, I'm you looked kinda, amped. I'm like race ready. Yeah. Jacked up. Um, and this marks the first time this weekend that Justin got into his emotions. Dude, I just am <laughs> like. Dude, you were livid. You were just redlined about something that we couldn't fix. Oh, I know. But we had just done all this work to make it perfect. And then it wasn't. Yeah. So... We, uh, we wait out the rain, and we finally get on the trails. But the and rain was fun. We, we, we ended up, we'll talk about it. We went to bike shops. Went to yeah, coffee shop. yeah, we went and visited. Um, I really want to dig into the trails, though. So day one, we did the back 40 clockwise. Right. Now, we, we picked some people's brains about what way to do what. Um, I have to say, having done at least a portion of it the other way, I don't see a huge difference one way or the other. No, I, I think, you know, my default on these scenarios is to go with – what MTB project really recommends mm-hmm. just because I feel like that's most vetted. I mean, you talk yeah. to a local, that's that one local's opinion. I feel like yeah. MTB project is every local's opinion yeah. combined. And something as straightforward is it's not like a Colorado ride where there's one up down or one uphill and one downhill and that's it. Like it's, it's a lot of up and down. So, you know, Oh, you know, lots of people will say, oh, well, okay. What, what do you like to do at apex out here in golden? Well, there is, in my opinion, and I think 90% of mountain bikers in the area's opinion, like there is a right way and a wrong way to do Apex. Totally. Um, yeah, you go up enchanted. Really done. Yeah, you go, go up enchanted. And then down the pick and sledge and then up the gut yeah. and then ride the road back <laughs> to the car. Um, <laughs> but something like this, where you have a lot of just rolling up and down hills, I think it's super subjective. Yeah. Um, so we dig into the back 40 counterclockwise and which noted here uh back 40 does not stand for back 40 like 40 miles which, which I Justin thought totally thought what it was I was like, dude like, this is dude, we're, sick. Doing we're doing 40, 40 miles, miles first day jacked up it's 40 kilometers yeah but nonetheless all the fun yeah still good riding um it was it was what I grew up riding you know I mean it was it's it's a lot of pedaling it's the dirt is just so different um the rocks are very untrustworthy and tricky mistresses mm-hmm. compared to uh, compared to the rocks we're used to out here in the West where they actually provide grip. Um, and then it had rained and it was just like being 15 and playing in the mud. Dude, like, you wet. And you don't wreck the trails. Like you can ride wet trails there. Right. And it's not just nuking the trails. It is. It's so different than what we have here because though our bikes ended up muddy, we ended up muddy. It's not 
stop your drivetrain mud. It's not, I just ruined my bottom bracket mud. It's, it's weird. I, I can hose this off and I'm back at it the yeah. next day. Mud, super easy. And like, yeah, riding through it, you get wet in the first five minutes and then you're right. It's just, you're just on a rainy yeah. day. Yeah. You're just, you're stomping in mud puddles. Dude, um, when we stepped on that trail after the delay and the time, I was like, <laughs> see you. You're gone. Off like a shot. <laughs> so fun. Um, for but I think that first day was just a big voyage of discovery, like getting used to the dirt, getting used to what's out there. And, you know, when you're riding through this stuff, you know, again, I, I, I couldn't help but anytime we rode past an, an area that wasn't isolated as trail, you know, you see a little bike park. Um, or, Tools and pumps, yeah, a bike stand. Bottle fill stations. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so I think it was just really kind of, like we rode and we rode well and we did a, I don't know, 20 something mile ride that day. Um, and it was just like a getting to know, know the area kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool for me um, just to see how they, they sneak stuff in and you know, you're, you're riding past lumber yards and you know, there's big embankments with fences that separate the trails from God knows what, but they just snuck it in wherever they could. And it was all really well thought out. Yeah. You end up going in and out of neighborhoods. There's, you know, the trail started to become very, not repetitive because I think it was very unique all the way through, but it had a rhythm to it. And you started to expect this rhythm. Like, yeah, get a climb. Understand, I get this. Yeah. I got this big climb that gets me up to like a road crossing then I get a sweet downhill, and then now I'm in it. Yeah, and it's I'm like flowing and having fun. It's very pedally, um, but not in a bad way. Like you know, you just kind of, you know, when you're in that little like flowy section, um, kind of in these little ravines that link you up to the next climb to get to the next descent. Um, you mean you could go as fast as you want if you're if you're a little little tired or just not feeling the the feverish pace of. Uh, like hammering through a trail, you know, cruise wrong seven, eight miles an hour. Um, and on the flip side, if you're a madman jacked up on two cold brews, <laughs> um, you can just fly through it. Um, and it's, it's got enough up and down and undulation that you can just hold a good momentum. It's fun. It's swoopy. The little corners are kind of bermed out here and there. Yeah. There's random chunks where they've actually built downhill like lines or they'll mm -hmm. have, they had, you know, launches and lips and transfers and, if you can send your bike, you can really find some sweet downhill flow. Yeah, for you can 30 also just seconds. Ride it. Yeah, for 30 <laughs> seconds, exactly. Um, Coolers of water yeah. like randomly placed throughout the whole... I mean, this... I felt like who, whoever helped the Waltons, you know, obviously put this all together and make it a real deal. There was some high-level planning and engineering and thought well, they, they hired some real trail builders. It wasn't like they cleared brush and loosely defined a trail. Like they made trails, like they made, they purpose built trails for mountain bikers. Yeah. And it's come off. And you actually even saw that in the sense that now, granted, it wasn't the best weather for a Bentonville local mm -hmm. or people that are out there every day, every week, uh, or people that live nearby, you know, it was, it was a little colder. It was rainy. But from Colorado, when we're used to high alpine variability, yeah. we're totally jacked. But I point that out because we didn't really see the first day we saw it hardly. We saw no one on trail. We had a couple people pass us towards the end of it. But there was yeah. no, like, because once it stopped raining, we were instantly on the trail. Yeah. And there was no one out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty empty. And I don't know if it was the time of year. I think they had said there was some festival that just happened. And either way, very, I'm sure it gets bonkers there. 
I bet. I just I thought it was so weird. There was no hiker biker yeah. interaction. Like there were no hikers. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, I talked to a guy that lives in Fayetteville, and he's a big endurance athlete. Does triathlons and all that. Um, he was actually there over the weekend for that Bentonville half marathon. And I, I'd asked him, he said, I'm not really familiar with those trails. I don't go on them a lot because I don't bike. And I go, yeah, but you trail run. Haven't you ever? He's like, I've ran them like once. You know, I, it's, it's biking trails. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, I mean, I'd be shocked if I ever saw a hiker out there or a yeah. runner. Um, so we did back 40 on the first day. Um, you could argue one way or the other if we did it the right way or the wrong way. But we did it the way that we did it. And you and I did. We, <laughs> Case got a little turned around and lost his phone. No. Just, oh, no, didn't lose his phone. Didn't, just didn't bring it. If you're listening to this podcast you've never ridden a mountain bike before and you're in a new area, you've never ridden trails before, and you're <laughs> with two friends, and they're the only two people you know in a tri-state area, have your phone on you. <laughs> it's just a rule to live by. And that marks the second time on the trip that Justin got in his emotions. I mean, come on. It was, a, it was a little stressful day. There was some there were some twists and some turns there at the end, and even I missed it, but I did have my phone, and I was like, hey, this looks wrong, and backtracked, and um, our, our esteemed colleague um, was having so much fun that he just kept going. When he said, okay, now, <laughs> I spent, and you joined me for a good part of it, but there was, like you said, you kind of missed... First off, the trails are amazingly well marked. It's unbelievable. Like, even the signage is pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they have them... But there was There's that area. big. Do you see that big back forty signage coming out of Blowing Springs? So cool! Like it's like a marquee-sized sign that says "Back Forty," letting you know that with absolute certainty you're about to go do that trail network. So, uh, so by the time we finally linked up with Case, I had burned an hour twenty, yeah. hour twenty-five. Yeah. Of the day. And I had, and my uncle met us there. Yep. And so he was waiting at the house that we were at yeah. to like make dinner and stuff. There was so, a lot of factors. So I had, so I'm sitting there for an hour 20. We, when we link up with Case, he goes, yeah, man, I missed the turn, but I just kept going. It was so much fun. <laughs> I ended up here. I met these two people. We're best friends now. And then I met another guy. Guy asked and me then, to like, if it was okay if we went back to so his house. So we swung by his house. We dropped, picked up a red box and then we ended up <laughs> dropping his kid off. And then we came down and I'm like, bro. That's awesome that you just like got mayoral votes for the next campaign and you have six best friends here. But I've been sitting here with my thumb directly up a very dark cavity on my body waiting for you with no contact. Like, suffice it to say, he had a lot of fun and I'm glad he had fun. But on the flip side, I'm sitting here like not having fun and concerned about Captain Concussion and where he is, yeah. you know? So, yeah. well, and it was definitely one of those moments where I came rolling up the trail and kind of the hierarchy for the day was. You know, Justin way off the front, and Case and I jockeyed back and forth a few times. But um, at one point, I think I had to stop. For, and we 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 were just all separate, like, right? And so I came up the last climb. I see Justin sitting there with his book and his plantain chips. And <laughs> told you I was there for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Bro, where's Case?" And it was totally one of those. Was like, oh, "You mean he's not with you?" <laughs> <laughs> so we tracked him down. It all worked out. It all worked um, out. We got to link up with uh, with your uncle Derek, who is probably the raddest dude I've met uh, in a while. Uh, complete with his vintage era light speed titanium oh, mountain bike with twenty six inch wheels, and uh, you know there's a, there's a handful of people that I've ridden with in the last couple of years. Um, Derek being one of them, Roger being the other. I love to dog on how Roger's bike set up, 
And the only reason I do it is because it's so far outside of like the right way to have your brake levers and your handlebars and not running a dropper post and running twist, you know, whatever. And like, they're both kind of faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's the humbly like, dude, I've got an amazing wonder bike with all the shit on it. And it's the great equalizer. And I really shouldn't say this because it's in my best interest for people to be convinced. To buy new to shit. To buy all new the shit. Time. Buy the new shit because you want it. But don't get it twisted. There's going to be some 50-year-old dude on a bike set up incorrectly, quote unquote, that's going to just stomp you. Just blow your doors and off. And then you're going to feel real bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually, you know, there's different. Okay. Now that said, there's a difference between I have this old bike that is not up to snuff and I'm going to hurt myself on it. And then there are these vintage dudes, my uncle being one of them. Yeah. Not for nothing. He's an aeronautical engineer. So but the bike was immaculate. That's what I mean. He, it, he maintains it. It looked like it rolled out of the showroom. It's and he, he picked it up at the light speed factory. I believe at the time he was able to go get it. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Um, But I was excited for you to see him because I've talked about him with reverence. You've met him a couple of times just at the shops here in Denver because he's borrowed He's borrowed bikes. Like mm-hmm. You've got me demos yeah. from him. As a matter of fact, he had the, some years ago, I got him a brand new, I think you built it three days earlier, SB95. You had the SB95, full carbon, like all the way done up. I took him out to Apex and we rode there and all this stuff. And I go, dude, see, don't you need it? And he's like, yeah. Still hasn't bought a new bike. Still hasn't got a new bike. Um, and it's kind of cool because uh, Derek and I, through a very loose series of events, share a connection um, through mountain biking in Alabama. Right. Um, he was, I don't know, I still don't know how, like what his connection to Alabama is. So he worked, uh, he worked out in Alabama in, in for rocket plane. Oh, okay. no, that was in Oklahoma rather. So he, he lived there working in, yeah. in his field. So he was heavily, for um, a lot of years, heavily, heavily involved in the, the trail system, um, in, at Oak mountain in Alabama. Yeah, and race race director for the bump and grind. Bump and grind, um, which was the first race I ever went to and participated in. Um, and two thousand one or two is what we I think yeah. we tracked it back to. Um, and like, didn't have a great race, and then just re- went and rode the BMX because I raced on a on a basically almost a dirt jumper with a tall seat. And then, like, had a bad experience, and then I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go play at the BMX track for the rest of the weekend. Um, also had the scariest police encounter I've ever had on the way to that race. Went out with my friend. <laughs> so go with a uh, friend and co-worker at the time, Bicycle Michaels, Gene, and his friend Roy. Now, what is important to note is that Gene's a black dude, and... Roy is Mexican dude. And this is the beginning of a bad joke. Yeah, yeah, a white yeah, guy, Mexican yeah. guy, black guy walk into a bar. Totally. Um, walk into Alabama. Yeah, walk into Alabama. <laughs> One walks out. <laughs> More importantly, these three idiots drive across Mississippi in Gene's girlfriend's car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the ringleader got these two. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're in a stolen vehicle. Basically, right. you know, so... I mean, it wasn't really that scary, but like, man, you get pulled over with a very uh, eclectic group of people in Mississippi, uh, which eclectic being defined by anything other than white guys. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was, there was, and, and he, he sweated us for a minute. Like he knew he wasn't going to do anything. Like we made an honest mistake. We got off an off ramp, got gas, got food, pulled back on. And there was a speed limit change in between. Yeah. I mean, come on. And like, so he got us, he dinged us for, for speeding, but you know, no guns, no drugs. Like the car was legitimately this dude's girlfriend's, um, and the story held out because there's three bikes on the roof. Right. Um, but he definitely just kept us sat there for about 25 minutes while he decided if he was going to try to figure something out. And we talked about this while driving. It doesn't even matter if you... I mean, you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. But they still terrify you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was a super random tangent. But it was great to meet Derek. Um, he's super supportive of the podcast and the race team. And just a generally rad dude, like just into mountain biking, into having a good time. Come to find out he drives all over the place to watch basketball games. Yeah, he's a super fan. He's a celebrity fan um, for the Thunder. He, he brought us some super legit dinner and breakfast fixings. Oh, man, he brought us uh, burgers from a, a steer that, that he butchered and eggs from my aunt's farm. Like farm fried. He went yeah. and picked them that morning. Got them I mean, that morning. I tell you what, dinner and breakfast were on point. Dude, all the way. Uh-huh. Uh but, you know, and for him, he, so his daughter uh, graduates this year and uh, high school. And so I've talked about him in the past being a motivation for me for mountain biking. But, you know, he was still mountain biking really hard and competitively in the 24-hour adrenaline series mm-hmm. and in an endurance race series uh, up until his daughter got old enough where, he, you know, he's involved on a daily basis, right. you know. Um, so he's put, a, put the brakes on it. And then it's just in this last couple of years is there's, I'm not going to say light at the end of the tunnel because my cousin is, she's, she's a stellar kid, mm-hmm. uh, but he can now comfortably leave consistently. She's more independent. Totally. And so he's gone and we've done so many races in the last few years together and there's a resurgence in his desire to keep pushing it. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, he did make mention of buying a new bike while we were on the trip. No, no, no. He followed up with text and he said he is 100% buying a new bike. Yeah. Because he's doing LaRue to this Right, year. right. So um, he left us on Saturday. He rode with us, left us on Saturday, and he ended up racing the um, Wachita Challenge. Or, Wachita, uh, yeah. Yeah, 60 uh, or 100-kilometer mountain bike yeah. race on Sunday. Yeah, so, killed it. Yeah. Um, so back 40, decidedly very XC-oriented with some flow features. Um, so if, if the back 40 is Buff Creek, I would say slaughter pin is apex. Totally. So day and two. That, that's and that's what's great about it, right? Day one was totally an XC. It's what we were used to. And I, you know, I again I thought it was a 40 mile or so. As a <laughs> hammerhead, I was jacked. I'm like, this is gonna be a badass workout. And it was. It was a great workout. Yeah. It was a great good effort. Slaughter pin in the series of trails, you know, leading into that trail network there. Is just about, hey, do you not have a smile on your face, but you have a bicycle? Yeah. Come to these trails yeah. and spend 10 minutes. It and was that's just, how it was. It was like being a teenager, like BMXing around with your buddies in like, dude, watch me go off of this thing and blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was that that was the day that we uh we were able to just ride out the front door. Right. We didn't have to start an engine. Um the place that we were staying, shout out to Randy, awesome spot. Um Right out the neighborhood, and there's a side instead of a sidewalk, 
there is a jump line for like three blocks. It is wicked with gap features. Yeah. Uh, big launches if you wanted them, like yep. just super cool instead of a sidewalk. Yep. Never uh, have seen that before anywhere. So we dumped into the trails and now it rained all night. And into the morning. Into yeah. the morning. Uh, we woke up, we had those awesome farm fresh eggs, some breakfast burritos, uh, slammed probably way too much coffee. All the coffee. Got all amped up and uh, waited for the rain to stop because why? while I will happily ride when it's wet out, I have a real hard time getting myself to ride while the rain is coming down. If the rain is coming down, but you're five minutes, or I'm sorry, you're 15, 20 minutes into a ride, yeah, totally no big deal, you do. Yeah. But when it's dumping rain and you're dry inside yeah, of you know, anything, I'm out. Dude, you just can't walk. And I don't even feel weak about it because no. we talk about this all the time. I feel yeah. I'm weak. Yeah. I don't feel weak. I just feel smart yeah. using the brain thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was, it was, a, it was a hell of a day. I mean, there was, um, little ladder bridge features. And then there was this, uh, oh, it was, it was a little jump flow line called armadillo's last stand. Oh man. The thing was awesome. Well, what we, we just sessioned that for half an hour. Yeah. Just kept doing laps. So, you know, we came onto it. So I was, I, you know, I'd, I'd been riding up and we didn't know that this thing existed. And that's how slaughter pin is. There's all these different options and they have cool trail names like Medusa and all these cool things. And we just kind of roll up on it. And I see this berm to the left. Going downhill, and I'm like, well, that's going to well, pedal up a little bit to get some like, speed. What's that? Yeah. So we all turn around, and then all you hear is, whoa, 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 Yeah, woo. we're just, and it's got this really cool little feeder. So you ride down the bottom, and it's got, you know, three or four double, like, tabled doubles with a boot, like a booter line on either side. So you can send it or roll it. Um, it's got a cool drop in there. It's got a cool drop right at the end. Um that again, you can roll or you can just send it and kind of double it out to a little rollout right at the very end. And then there's this little like three or four corner chicane kind of halfway down. And so you rip this thing. And I mean, it's seriously, if you're going fast, probably 20 seconds. I think so. I think they're actually, because we were running our yeah. computers. Yeah, yeah. There's a Strava segment for it. I think it is like, yeah, it's like, it's like 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, but the great thing is, is you get to the bottom of it. And there's a little feeder climb that takes a minute to get up and you can just lap it. It's not steep. It's not a hard climb. Um, and you can just have all the fun going up and down this thing for as long as you want, which we did. I mean, we, we stopped and took pictures and video and um, just had a really good time doing it. And <laughs> yeah. It's called Flight of the Armadillo. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's the Strava segment. Okay. But it is Armadillo's last stand. Okay. But the Strava segment is Flight of the Armadillo. Yeah. And I have, uh, I have five rides on it. <laughs> 24, 24, 23, 20. Nice. And 20 was because Case was holding a camera. Yeah. And as Winston Churchill said, there's no feat too dumb or too daring when an audience is present. That's true. And the camera is the audience. Yeah. No, so we had just a ton of fun there. Um, and the then it was just time to like move on to the next thing. So that day we uh, we were gonna. Uh, the intent was to explore a little bit more. I actually think we meant to go over to uh, the Blowing Spring stuff, um, but instead we took an adventure into town, got uh, our oat milk lattes. Oat milk latte. At the we press room, dude. And that cool was... little spot. Like the downtown's really cool. The bike the bike shop in the downtown um, is in an old hotel that apparently burned down a few times before it made its final uh 
final stand. Well, back, back up. So back up to the press room. Uh, we roll in there, <laughs> and guys, we're covered. this is a this is a nice place. No, it's a like so dinner like the dinner entrees were like twenty eight to thirty bucks. Like yeah. it's that like you can just kind of put yourself into that. What's the price point of yeah. that place, right? And it's a nice looking place. Nice looking place. The seats are like real leather, like and it's it, attached to probably the fanciest coffee shop I've ever been in. Case walks in the coffee room. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to order here. <laughs> you have to help me. So it is. It's a not, yeah. It's all new construction, and it's like totally hip. Like it's it's the way new hip places are built, right? It's yeah. all clean, white, and wood yeah. and metal, and so yeah. they're really neat. And yeah. so we roll in, and we are covered just head to toe, just looking like we just fought a bunch of cows. Yeah. And really, just wanted some lattes. And the other co- the coffee shop had a line, line coming out to the door. the door. Yeah, it's crazy. And so. We go, hey, we're just going to get some coffees. They go, yeah, we can sit at the bar. And then we look at the chairs, and the bar chairs like all they're cowhide like leather. Suede. Yeah, they're fancy. And we're looking like, at, like, we all took stock of ourselves. And we're like, dude, there's no way we can sit on this. So we're kind of standing by chairs. I awkwardly. still never sat in one. I know you didn't, but she goes, no, sit in the chair. And after the third insistence to sit on the chair, like, like okay, you chair. told me to. Under the chair had what I call helmet hooks. They're probably for something else. Jacket. Yeah, but I put my helmet on. So we sat and had, yeah, just fan- Then we walked out of the, out of the press room, we saw the old, the original the original like, five and dime Walton five and dime mm-hmm. took the obligatory picture there. Yeah. Um, so, but then we pedaled back, and it was a cool day. Um, it was it was definitely one of those days of just again just exploring a new spot. We, were, I would say, about half of our whole day was on dirt. The other half was just like kind of cruising around. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like kids, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. Four kids just, like, just make sure around. you're home before the street lights come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, the difference is we all had like cash in our pockets. Yeah. We were kids with cash in our pockets. Yeah. So got some souvenir t shirts, yep. got, you know. Yep. So it was, that yeah. was, that was in terms of like camaraderie and fun. I think that was the essence of bike ride. That's what bikes do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, they were fun. And then uh, we watched some horror movies to put ourselves to bed. When you said to me, or actually when I said, when I said we should watch this, let me, I wish we had, um, well, you know, we should start a page, like an Instagram page or something, so we could do like intra-podcast. Well, we could do surveys. Uh-huh. So the survey is, the answer is, real, it's A-B testing here. It's, it's a yes or no. If I said to you, here's the movie, would you like to see it? And I said, the movie really is just about World War II and Nazi zombies. So Nazi zombies and World War II. I'm in. There's one. There's one in. If I think if I asked like 30 people that just passed by us right now, if, if I said, hey, D, pause the recording and ask the next 30 people that walk by, <laughs> it might just still be one. Yeah. I, don't th- I think Case is probably the most easygoing person I've met, so he p- wouldn't have protested much one way or the other. No, I don't think so. But I don't, also don't think he was like inherently into the idea of it. I mean, we just, it, it was movie number two. We were yeah. in a horror. Yeah. We were on a watched horror. New sequence. Halloween, watched Overlord, had some sick ass Thai food. Dude, the Thai food was so good. Um, tried to sleep while the girls who live above the Airbnb partied all night. See, now that's where you and I diverge because I gave it a shot. I'm not, you know, we talked about this on the last episode. I'm not big into anything. I like to be in charge of everything that happens in my body, right? So, like, if I want to just, completely tax myself and be wasted, exhausted, and just pass out. I love that feeling. Uh-huh. But in the pursuit of trying new stuff, uh, I gave the CBD a shot and no, no THC, I guess yeah. it was your deal. And 
I did not wake up in the middle of the night. As a matter of fact, all three nights I slept like a champ. Yeah, no, I uh, I, had, I struggled. Um, Roger rolled in late. Roger rolled in at like, and I think that was the other problem is I knew he was rolling in. So like every little noise, I would doze off a little bit and um, some something, the AC starts or somebody upstairs flushes the toilet or something. And I would, oh, is that, is that Roger? I need a, yeah. And so I got four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. <laughs> so did Roger. Roger wakes up and he looks like he just slept for a week. No, he, he actually just came out of a medically induced coma <laughs> and everything about him is revitalized, yet he was up banging drums until yeah. two in the morning. I looked at him and he's like, I'm ready to go. And he does this like little Roger snappy thing that he does. <laughs> and uh, he's like, let's go. What are we waiting for? And I'm like, H-. and meanwhile, I came out of the bedroom you and like got out. on the couch and no, like, yeah. you can, you just get on the couch. You came out of the bedroom <laughs> and you're physically there. And then you sit on the couch, immediately followed by laying on the couch. And then you pulled your jacket hood over your head. Over my head. And then not just, but then tucked down over your face. Yeah. And curled up like again, the third time over the weekend, <laughs> you thought you disappeared because no one could see you. <laughs> see, if you get into an argument with Harley, <laughs> if you're arguing a topic and your platform has merit, and you make a comment to him, and he acknowledges that your platform has merit. My finishing move is... He will pull up his phone and act like Instagram is a Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure phone booth <laughs> that will take him to somewhere else. And so he just disappears into it as if the phone's an escape room. Yeah. It's not an escape room. No, it's not. I see you there just looking at Instagram, yeah. Yeah. and you're not even really looking at it. You're yeah. looking through I'm it. I'm looking through it. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I disagree. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so what Roger just pops up and i'm like how do you do that you're old <laughs> dude he is he's all energy he is so we went back um not without some strife and some disagreement about again circling back to your do the whole experience and there's there was some high emotions um but we went back and did the back not for nothing those were all unspoken Nobody said anything. Everybody hated each other for an hour. <laughs> Listen, so, so I walk outside to get the bikes because I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going. like this Because yeah. we made a plan on Saturday of yeah. what we were going to do on Sunday. Yeah. So I was just like, that's the plan. So yeah. this is what we're going to execute. And I don't, there's no deviation from the plan for why would it be the plan otherwise. Yeah. But naturally, yeah, like yeah. you got four hours of sleep. That would have sucked. I couldn't yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Roger gets four hours of sleep. I mean, I was good. I had tons of sleep. So... Case we, wanted to get home a little bit. Like he was on, in that, it, so that what, what you referenced about. earlier, just that like, man, I, I'm kind of ready to be back around my, my stuff, my family, my sleep. Um, not the, well, maybe not the family. I don't know. But um, so, so you're right. So I'm out there picking and I'm cleaning the bikes. I'm getting them all ready. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go. And then Case is out there. So Case manages people for a living. That's his job. He works in aerospace and yeah. he's a project manager. And so he knows that, Maybe not everyone's is, is like reared up and ready to go. But instead of everyone like clearly saying, here's how I feel today. Let's talk about this and make a no. thing. Everyone's quiet. And then he's trying to play like manager in the middle. He was super trying to like manage stuff. And I was just like, I was like, dude, like. But I get you. Yeah. Like we get each other. Yeah. You know, like I'm high octane. Go walk Justin. Let him get his walk. Yeah. And then he's cool. Like Saturday, I was cool. We chill. Like yeah. we were super chill. Yeah. Like walk the kid, eating, you know. Eating Thai food. and Yeah. And chilling uh, out. But I know that you don't like early mornings. Like, I, I, not I me. totally not me. I get it. And so 
what I'm not going to do is when you wake up in the morning, I'm not going to try to get you all amped and ready to. I, yeah. My coaching with you doesn't start when you first wake up in the morning. Yeah. And oftentimes, maybe the emotions that you express early in the morning aren't the emotions you're going to have in two hours. Right. As evidenced by the day on Saturday, I just need to be grumpy about going out for an hour. Yeah. And then once we're out there, I was ear to ear. Yeah. All the fun. Uh, and actually, I feel like Sunday was the exact same exact way. Same thing. Exact same way. So, um, but yeah, we like three super emotional dudes. And then Roger's just like, I'm just here to ride bikes. Okay, I'm just, and I just want to ride with you guys. Yeah. Like he's saying all the right things. Yeah. And no one likes and we're the right all guy. Mad. Yeah, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> uh, so we went and ventured back 40 the opposite direction. So I don't think we need to recap the trail so much as. <clears throat> I know I mentioned earlier, I don't know if it makes a lot of difference, but what we did on the back 40 counterclockwise, I think I prefer. Yeah, so that whole trail segment, because the counterclockwise route, there are more purpose-built directional trail, even though it's not, you can go either way. Mm -hmm. There's more purpose-built directional trail on a counterclockwise route than there is on a clockwise route. Yeah. Um, what I liked about it was we went back to the same trail seg seg uh, section and it's a whole new experience when you ride it the opposite way. And on Sunday, just because my tires don't like to hold air, we had to deviate a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, God. So many flats. Oh, my God. Three flats. And Roger makes four. And Roger makes four. I had a flat, and then my, my rim kept flatting my tubes. Yeah. And so I, and all we had for because I'm blasting through CO2, like it's yeah. a freaking paintball festival. And <laughs> so Roger goes, well, here, use this hand pump. Yeah. There is not a hand pump on the planet that's not frustrating. And he has a really nice one. They all, they're all invented to, to, frustrate, to you. frustrate you. Yeah, but I also mean, kind of get air in your tire. No, like they'll put air in your tire, but not enough that you actually want to stop and use it. So I would ride until I could feel the rim striking. Yeah, stop. Stop, put enough air in it to get to the next rim striking moment. So yeah. we deviated a little bit and we rode, you know, about 70% of the back 40 counterclockwise. And then we cut a lot. So the back 40 has a lot of trails that cut through the yeah. middle. As a matter of fact, a local out there had said, he goes, I've never even actually ridden the whole back 40 loop. Yeah. Because he cuts from, he lives on it and he cuts from his house yeah. to like He'll just the do trails all the he likes. connectors, yeah. Yeah. And those connectors were actually really cool. A ton of fun. Yeah. Really fun. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, to go back, which again, we, I've covered, I, I'm definitely going back. In fact, uh, I'm going to make a push for the uh, base camp company retreat to be there uh, this fall, potentially. Um, you know, we talked about that in the different, in the thing is if you're a downhill person or a cross country person, or you like to do both, or you just want to go out and have some fun for an hour, yeah. or you want to go out for three hours, it's all available from like a central, like a central yeah. location, like downtown or a house. Well, and I think, I think you could bring three bikes and use them all, use them all. Like you could, I would say you could comfortably do the back 40 on a gravel bike and it would be one kind of ride. It'd be totally fun. Um, and then obviously full suspension or hardtail cross country bike, different ride. And then there's, you know, you wouldn't think that there was a place for a big bike, a 150 ish travel bike, but all that slaughter pen stuff, like there's big enough features. There's ladder bridges and jumps and drops. And we just found this random little park somewhere off of one of the trails that you went and rode through. Yeah. A straight up dirt jump park. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Everybody's been, uh, you know, first day back at the shop talking to a bunch of people. Oh, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Went to Arkansas, rode bikes. Really? Would you go back? Fuck yes. 
Yeah. I would absolutely 100% go back and bring whatever kind of bike you want. Um, I, there were some people who were like, you're bringing a short travel bike? Give me, like, you can ride everything there on whatever you want. Yeah, you know, referencing again, my uncle, he, he always laughs and he says, race what you brung. Yeah, run what you brung. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's that type of, I mean, I was on a single speed hardtail. Yeah. And you went bigger on that jump line than anybody there. And it was all the way fun. Yeah. I convinced myself that dirt jumpers don't have rear suspension anyway. They don't. So just go for it. But it's they just smaller wheels. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, the downside for me, so overall, town's great. Um, the, ha- the handful of places we had food, really good. Um, both bike shops we visited um, were different and unique and cool in their own ways. Uh, we went to Fat Tire uh, Bike Shop, which is right there in the middle of town. And they're a little bit more polished. Um, they're part of a, a larger chain um, that I, again, think the Waltons might be involved in. I'm not sure. Um, but the shop looks amazing. Um, everybody we talked to was friendly, chatted with a couple of the service people for a little while. Um, they seem knowledgeable. Um, Tons of cool gear, like yeah. branded Oz Trail. Yeah. You're wearing a shirt yeah, now. Yeah, I, I have my little souvenir shirt on. It's super cool. Um, and then on the flip side of that coin is Mojo, and it's just a funky, weird little shop, and the owner kind of has this weird mohawk thing going on, and he was walking around without shoes on. And um, But everyone who worked there knew bikes. Oh, they were like, just You jazzed. could tell they're all riders. Yeah. Well, different type of riders. Yeah. I was a triathlon guy, yeah. BMX dude, yep. and it's, you know, I walked in, it smelled like, it smelled like healthy habits back in <laughs> my hometown. Yeah. Like, the smell of BMX rubber is yeah. unique. Yeah. I feel like maybe I'm stupid, but I walked in. I was like, yep, I'd been here before. I grew up in this thing. Yeah, cool little shop. And then it was also cool to connect um, with some friends from Orbea. Um, So we went to Mojo. They're the Orbea dealer there. There happened to be an Orbea demo day going on. And um, my inside sales girl, Teresa, was in town. So it was really cool to connect with her face-to-face, meet up, and just kind of connect that particular dot. Cause we talk on the phone three times a week about stuff. Um, and she lives obviously in little rock and she came out, visited some friends, helped with the demo. We had a, um, a cool meal at the eight, eight street, street market. market. Yeah. Really cool, cool spot. Place. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everything about it, it was all positive. The trip was all positive. You know, we joking about not traveling well together and, Emotions running high, but I mean, it was a solid eight or nine out of 10 trip. I mean, not, not every- for nothing though. That happens when I travel with my wife Yeah, and I get to put my tongue in her mouth. So <laughs> there's like, <laughs> so there's, you know, when you're four days with 24 hours of driving time, Yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was not stacked in our favor to just all like, but Justin, you didn't get to crack your bottle of whiskey at all. I did. No whiskey friends. No whiskey friends. And I feel like you part, not say you go out of town and it's like, Hey, it's binge drink time, but no, that's an element probably for you for vacation where yeah. it's like, I get yeah, definitely. your whiskey sat on untu- And just, the only way you could have touched it is if I'm like, I'm by myself on this couch with my hood pulled over my head, yeah. drinking this whiskey, watching Nazi Germans. Yeah. Zombies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, real strong eight to nine out of 10 on the trip. I mean, everybody came back healthy. They did it today. We got to ride sick bikes on sick trails. Um, we didn't eat out a ton, but what we did, what we experienced as far as like cuisine outside of the, what we cooked was good. Um, town, awesome. Bike shops, awesome. Um, the, 
the upsetting or depressing thing to me is to go to a little know nothing northern Alabama, or Arkansas town and see how rich the bike culture has become in a really short period of time. And then look at how adversarial the mountain bike scene or how the counties and the city governments tend to view mountain bikers and cyclists in general in a more adversarial light. Um, here you mean here in Colorado, um, you know, you look at Bentonville apart from Walmart, that was it. Yeah. Right. There wasn't any call for fancy press room restaurants and crazy high end coffee shops where people who know how to order coffee have no idea what to order. I was told that even companies who wanted to be affiliated with Walmart, like be distributed there, mm-hmm. like uh, Shabani Yogurt, so yeah. companies were moving their headquarters to Bentonville just to be close enough to them because naturally something's going to positively happen. Yeah. Like that sort of draw. That, that. So it's a little bit of a bummer to be in a place that if you ask any, I mean, I've, I've helped customers who have come from Germany, New Zealand, Australia, England, Ireland, all over, have sought out the Western U.S. as a destination to come and do mountain bike stuff. And, like, Denver is almost like that portal to Fruita, Grand Junction, Moab. Mm -hmm. And it was just a little of a downer to go to this town and see how awesome it can be. And then to like be back here and live in the reality of, you know, I, I understand that there's limitations to what we can do as far as cutting trail, but there's nothing or almost nothing. I mean, Comba has been doing a better job. You know, we have Floyd Hill, uh, we have Idaho Springs. There's, I mean, there's stuff coming, but it's, it's always at a snail's pace. And anytime cyclists or mountain bikers want something dedicated to mountain biking, other user groups throw their hands up in the air like, ah, you know, why, you know, why are we spending money to develop trails for one user group? You know, so it was just a little bit like when after the trip, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a downer to to like come back and live in the reality of despite having destination quality trails and some infrastructure to to just see what it can be. And it's mm-hmm. not isolated to to Bentonville. I've, there's been similar stuff in Washington, Alabama, like just to see how stuck Colorado seems sometimes. You know, it's, it's people. So Bentonville probably had no, not going to say no, cause, but probably a very minimal outdoor recreation prior to this huge investment mm-hmm. that's come through and created what we got to experience. And so People are just saying, oh, that's cool, or this is neat, or man, we can try this. Or people in Colorado, we don't just sort of get into things. We become nutbag crazy passionate about what we're into, which automatically means if you're not into the one thing that I'm into, then you're against me here because a hardcore trail runner is like wildly opposed to a hardcore mountain biker Mm -hmm. because they see them as a threat. And I got frustrated with our forums online when people are arguing designated trails or uh, directional trails. And I literally read a whole thread of arguing on how a 
the guy was trying to make a point that directional trails wouldn't work because then the guys going downhill are really flying downhill. And in the event somebody doesn't read the signs well and they're going uphill, it'd be a catastrophic thing. Like that is a horrible argument. Yeah. It's directional for a reason. So I just think that we're so passionate out here that we just fight other people when we don't realize that we're just a shade of gray different than Yeah. Them. Well, yeah. It's just, it'll never be like the scales are off, right? How many million people are in Denver? There's 35,000 people in Bentonville. Yeah, There's no huge benefactor who wants to do all this, this stuff to just like make the, the thing that they like to do better. And also Colorado just doesn't work that way. Um, so it'll never be, um, but it was just like that, that was the one thing that kind of like, you know, you get home and you're, you're just kind of downloading your trip to yourself. And that was yeah. the one thing that was kind of like, man, like it, it seems utopian and I'm sure, you know, we were there for four days. Yeah. I'm sure people argue. Yeah. I'm sure there's arguments and I'm sure it's not smooth. And I'm sure there's days where, you know, the people who live there are like, man, I really wish some aspect of this was better. I mean, I saw a bike cop out there. Yeah. On a pretty dope full suspension rig. Yeah. <laughs> but if they got a bike cop out there, yeah. there's because of the need to have a bike cop out yeah. there, I'm sure. Yeah. Stuff's come up. Mm -hmm. um, there's people's backyards that back into those trails. I'm sure it's gotten a little crazy over, you know. But but the way that it, it that the town has embraced their culture of biking and then made it part of their identity, so much so is that I was telling people that the, the trails, like, thread through the community and the people's attitudes are the same way. Yeah. Um, and they almost thread through that all as well. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you don't, you don't have that here necessarily. I mean, I know. I just got done riding up Lookout Mountain, which is a quite contentious area for yeah. everything from road yeah, bikes to mountain bikes to bed. runners to downhill skateboarders, um, all the things. Yeah. So, well, um, I think that's probably a, a fairly good stopping point. We've been droning on for a little bit. Yeah, I do want to, I know, as I throw my coffee mug across the room, uh, it's not a coffee mug, it's a tea mug, because you just brought coffee for UND, and I had to drink tea that was in a drawer. But uh, I do want to give a shout out to D for helping us with our podcast. Absolutely. Because on the car ride home, now, we left Bentonville, so we did the full ride on Sunday. So, in, in everybody much, up with smiles. Much to everybody's protestations. Yeah. No, we're doing it. So we all did the ride, and everyone was happy for it. I think everyone was yeah. stoked we did the full ride. Yeah. And I could tell because afterwards we got done, we went back to our Airbnb and showered, and I said, hey, should we grab a quick bite and a coffee? And everyone was like, yeah, let's get a bite. Let's get a coffee. So yeah. the rush out of town disappeared. Yeah. And that is because it comes on the heels of having a good time. Yeah. So we have lunch, we leave, but it's 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. So by the time we get to Kansas City and have dinner at Whole Foods, it's 7 six, p.m. 6 or 7. Or yeah, six. by the time we leave, 7-ish. Yeah. And we still have 8 hours to get to Denver. So we oh. did roll in at 2. So we started scouring for podcasts. Yeah. And we all have the ones that oh, we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's kind of sharing like, hey, I like this one and I like that one. And then sometimes you're trying to say, well, let's find one none of us have listened to. Yeah. So you're getting new ones. And across the board, we listen to a lot of these podcasts and the horrible audio quality. Some guys. Dude, the guy with the S's? Dude, this guy is spiking it. Now, great episode on Kushcore. Totally cool. <laughs> but he's spiking his S's so bad that I'm, I can't listen. The information is cool, but I, I just can't listen can't to this it. guy anymore. His sound engineer does not cap his S's. So huge shout out to D because our production quality, even though I sound like a complete schmuck on here and I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about and I'm a little crazy, it sounds really good when it comes through the yeah. stereo. I mean, so. I think that was, you know, we listened to a couple uh, that I had never listened to and I was like, these are borderline unlistenable. Like the content's great, but guys... 
the cackling guy oh, into the microphone. Oh my god! I, I'm, I know he's a I Navy really SEAL. I really wanted to listen. He's to that. a Navy SEAL and he's a badass. The movie Lone Survivors made on yeah. him. But I would choke him out with my bare hands had he just miraculously showed up in the back seat. <laughs> but so a huge shout out to D because dude, we couldn't do this without you. And the quality of of what you provide us here is so sweet. So um, want to say a huge thank you. I think it makes this podcast. Um, you know, enjoyable for those people that do follow us. For sure. I'm going to let them share it with their friends. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this on the way back. We're going to start to look. We'll have some stickers and some T-shirts and some hats and try Guess to help. Guess we'll have a, a, some Instagram something or another. You know, we're going to have, we got to be able to put this survey up, Nazi <laughs> yeah, zombies. Nazi zombie surveys. Um, and I guess while we're on the subject, um, I think both of our, I mean, yeah, your, your place is open. I, I don't get to leave unless I trust the people that are, I'm leaving at the store. And so... Um, that was the first, like, real leaving the store, like, out of the state with it being open for yeah, me. Yeah, it was. And, and you didn't freak out. I didn't. I, I worked a little bit. Um, but, you know, Colin and Sarah and Mo and uh, the new guy, Eric, uh, held it down. And I was pretty sure my wife bought a brand new car. <laughs> because on Saturday, when we were done riding, she goes, hey, you know, I think you're going to get home late on Sunday. So why don't I work for you on Monday morning? Uh, so you don't have to get up nice and early, which is also why I was like, we were definitely doing this right on Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, yes, likewise to not only my wife, but also the whole staff at E3 yeah. killed it. Yeah, we're super lucky to have people we can trust to uh, to take care of things and, and, and mind the horses, as it were. So as it goes, Bentonville, uh, if you are looking for a unique bike vacation that's outside of the typical, the Moab, Fruit of Grand Junction for us is Colorado. Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, uh, Sedona. I thought... For me, I didn't. I haven't. Unlike you, I haven't grown. I didn't grow up out there, so the pitter patter of that dirt on the oh, tire was such a noise. A unique sound. I don't think I've ever really heard that before. To be able to go through wet, like moldy leaves, but they stay in place and push right into that soil and let you hold a line. Um, to be able to breathe by simply opening your mouth and letting the heavy oxygen just flood you. I don't even know if I'd inhale. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it wildly unique. In. Yeah. It just it came through the little flaps behind my ears. Uh, it, it's unique, and so strong recommendation. Take a weekend out there. Yeah, A-plus all the way around. Um, it's a long drive, so make sure you get three days of riding. But I say well worth the drive. Bentonville. Bentonville. No ride around. There it is. Later, guys. Out. You're weak, you're done, so get